Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Secret Podcast with your host Hussain Talib. This is episode number 50, Marketing Architecture to get your business in business and grow with Angela Ponzi. Hope you enjoy this one. Got a lot of awesome stuff. Enjoy. Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Welcome to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast. Here with me, special guest Angelo Ponzi. He works with the startups to middle market companies to build their brand stories conducting market research and creating long-term plans. He's the founder of the ponzigroup.com and the host of the Business Growth Cafe podcast. Angelo, welcome to the grid. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Awesome. How are you today? You know what? It's uh, I'm here in uh, Southern California and it's uh, about 10 a.m. in the morning and it's already hot and humid. <laughs> So uh, it's going to be a toasty day. Other than that, I mean, it's sunny Southern California. I could be on the East Coast and in the middle of hurricanes and tornadoes and all that kind of stuff. So nobody's going to feel bad for me about complaining that it's 80 degrees outside. Tornadoes. Uh, hopefully not uh, that kind of things. So tell, tell us a little bit about you, who you are and what you started and what do you do now? Sure. So uh, Angelo Ponzi, if you, as you said, I am a marketer and I am a strategic marketer, which means I focus on the kind of more of the analytics and fact-based information to help develop client strategies. Mm. So we have a core competency in using market research. So qualitative and quantitative, we do some predictive modeling and basically trying to understand the customers, the prospects, the competition, really the dynamics of the market to truly understand what why customers buy, what motivates them to switch or, you know, looking at the, comp- the company, are they challengers, are they leaders, really getting into those nuances. And we use that to help create the, the story, the brand story, and not only overarching story, but all the sub-messaging stories and whether it's products or different divisions. And then we work on strategic plans. And then in those plans, of course, there are tactical things that need to be done. So As you can see in my logo, it says marketing architects. We are marketing architects building that foundation on that blueprint. And then we become general contractors. And so we're going to help build uh, and execute those plans that we have mm. developed. Awesome. A great, great concept, marketing architects. It's like it's like uh, science, probably, and art at the same time. This could be it, right? Well, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I put it in perspective of if you wanted to build a house, or do an addition to your house, you wouldn't just start grabbing some wood and some nails and start pounding away, right? So no, that, you, that, the house would collapse probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure with me. I'm not sure. I still can't drive a straight nail with a hammer. Um, but if you think about it then, so an architect comes in and he talks to you, the customer, trying to understand your vision and how you want to use the space, You know, what are you trying to communicate with the things that you do, whether it's in decoration or design, And then, mm. and then somebody comes in and builds it. And so it's the same kind of thing. I'm going out and talking to your customers. How are they going to use your product? What's the value that they get out of it? What's the perception they think of the company? A lot of times I'm doing some work with a company now and they say, you know, here's the, here's the perception we hold in the minds of our customers. 
Now, my goal is to now go out and talk to their customers and see if they hold that same perception. Because mm. if they don't, then we've got a problem and we need to fix it. Mm. So I, I always try to take it out of the boardroom and get out into the field, into real yeah. life and the people that are going to use it, yeah, not yeah. just sitting around a room saying, you know, we're great, we're wonderful. And then to find out, you know, you're not so much. Yeah, you mentioned the customer. So in this day and time with social media and everything, do you think, I do believe uh, buyer's persona, do companies need to define their buyer's persona more than ever now? Oh, oh, absolutely. And and I think that is, is key. And that's why understanding and communicating with your customers to help understand a simple thing of, how people consume information, mm. right? If, if, and I always say, if you're, if you're dealing with a slightly older demographic, you know, I see people, they still want white papers and case studies. <laughs> but if I'm dealing with younger demographic, you know, they wanna watch a short video, they wanna, you know, go into a various social media and, and be communicated, short bursts of information. Yeah. And so if you don't understand not only who they are, how they consume information information and the roles they play within the process. If you think about a B2B, are they the evaluators? Are the people that are making the, the decision to evaluate? Are the people writing the checks? Well, those are all different personas and having to understand. And then even go to the consumer. It's 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 the simple decision. I worked in in uh, with ice cream parlors before. And you would naturally think that we want to target the kids. <laughs> yeah, but actually, <laughs> we, we, we wanted to target the adults because the adults are actually making the decision, yeah, right? So but if you go to a toy, then you really kind of get the kid to go to mom and dad to scream, I want this toy. So by understanding those dynamics, whatever they happen to be, it can really help focus your message and help focus the channels of communication that you use. Mm, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I love the, the ice cream concept. Because yeah, yeah the, the kids are demanding, but eventually the, the adult have let's say have the time buys the <laughs> buys the ice cream for the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So understanding the buy the buyer's behavior and what drives their decision is essential these days, right? It's not like you just have a product and you just put it out in the marketplace, right? Oh, absolutely. I I call that. Um... There's a, a, a movie from a while back with um, Kevin Cosner called Field of Dreams. Mm. And so I call it the Field of Dreams syndrome. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but no. he, he builds, he, he gets a vision and someone talks to him and he builds a baseball diamond in the middle of a cornfield. Mm. <laughs> and and, 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 the, and they keep saying, build it and they will come, build it and they will come. So I call it the Field of Dreams syndrome. <laughs> a lot of companies build it and hope they come. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm talking to a new company out of the East Coast who thought they had such an incredible product, and actually they do, and they built it and nobody came. Mm. And, and part of it is not understanding the motivations. It, it, it's a competitive product. It's, it's environmentally safe. It, it, it tributes to, you know, frankly, saving the world and populations and, and marine life. Cool. And they banked on people feeling like, oh, yeah, of course, I, I want to save the world. But it doesn't always work that way. And so they're in the distribution channel saying, well, nobody's demanding it. So why am I going to change? Mm. Right. So mm. understanding those needs and wants and, and for your listeners and regardless of where they are in, in their process of small, medium yeah. startups, 
it's really going out and making sure that somebody actually wants yeah. the product exactly. before you build it. <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned like maybe some people will come for the business, but it could be flat with time, right? It does not grow or or maybe it will dip down, right? So yeah. it is very, it's very important. So what do you do? Uh, what sales strategies do you help uh, companies with their uh, growth? Well, it partially depends on where they're at in, in their in their process. And un, again, my my mantra is know your customer. Mm. That is that is the key to me. If I don't know the customer, how am I going to sell to you? Right? How do I know what what's important to you? Whether you're buying a you know a a, a widget that fits into a machine or whether you're actually buying a product that's going to have some kind of a change in effect in your company. And even if you bring in a piece of SaaS software, for example, within your organization, mm. you still have a job to get everybody to adopt it, right? And, and so mm. we see those kinds of things. So partially is, is knowing your customer, knowing their needs, understanding you know whatever you're selling, the sales cycle, and what's going to influence them, and making sure that the message not only from a marketing standpoint, but those messages are being carried down into the sales channels. A lot of times there's a disconnect of what the salespeople are saying and what the marketing people are saying. Yeah. So I think it's it, it's really important. And again, back to knowing your customer. If you know your customer is on Facebook and buying on Facebook, well, you need to be on Facebook. But if you're selling a, a million dollar machine, your customer is not on Facebook buying a million dollar machine, right? And and while you think you need to be there, you probably don't unless you're telling some kind of story to get people there, right? Yeah. So that's it. And, and so I always look at when I think about sales, kind of there's three simple rules that I use. So I can sell what I have to more people and therefore understanding the market, understanding the competition. How can I sell more of what I have, which doesn't really cost me any more money and like development to, to reach out to more people yeah. selling products and services that are already being sold. The other one is raising price or sell for more, mm -hmm. which is always tricky when you're raising prices. But a mm -hmm. lot of times if you're underpriced or it's a commodity or it's a premium product, you can get more margin out of it just by raising your prices and you don't have to sell any more product, right? Just mm. dealing with your yeah. customer base. And then the third is to sell two more, which means expanding into new markets, either with your existing products or frankly, an entirely new product. So you might find an adjacent market mm. that you can leverage things that you currently do that, that outside of the realm. Um, for example, I, one of my clients is a Christmas decor company, right? So they make the big Christmas decorations. Cool. Well, that's seasonal. Yeah. So part of when our strategy was how do we sell in the off season? How do we sell products we already make? Uh -huh. Very difficult. Yeah. So one of the things we identified was the movie industry. In the movie industry, there's a channel called Hallmark. And mm. they make Christmas movies and they release them in the spring, spring and early summer. So mm. it's Christmas, you know. All, around, kind of all year round, <laughs> right? So those movie studios are using props. <sighs> and so part of the strategy is that can we sell our current products to these this adjacent market that can use products we already have? It's not in our core business, but that gives us additional revenue that we wouldn't necessarily realize. So those, those are all kinds of things. Go back to the ice cream business. One of the things we added was ice cream cakes. 
Well, that's great if you go into the, the parlor or the store and you buy an ice cream cake. But we decided to take, go to the market, go to businesses and say, look, if you're celebrating birthdays here in your office, you're buying regular cakes. Why don't you buy an ice cream cake, right? So we expanded the market with existing products that we had. Mm, great, great ideas, actually. So you mentioned like change in pricing sometimes increases pricing, but I think that mostly happened when the company has like almost no competition. So to no competition, to almost no competition, right? Because when you raise the prices, some customers would say like. Uh, I, I don't want to buy at that price. So do you think like, for example, uh, some businesses can have growth through acquisitions of other companies? Yeah, absolutely. And, and pricing, by the way, before we go up, it is mm. tricky. Yeah. Right? And, you, and you make a great point. You raise your prices, you open the doors of your competition. So it's always not about just price. Now, certain things are on price, a lot of commodities, and pricing is a major factor. But if you're bringing other value, that differentiates you from your competition that mm. might warrant a, a little more price, right? It, you can go back, to, just pick a luxury watch. Why would someone pay, you know, $100 for a watch and somebody pay $100,000 for a watch? Yeah. It st still tells time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? it's still but, time. But, it, but it's about the brand. It's about mm. the part of it's about the brand. I mean, obviously there's a lot to it than just that simple explanation, but the brand itself can demand more more money yeah now um the other i forgot the other question <laughs> uh, can can yeah can companies now have growth oh. through acquisitions is it a good yeah. option do you think absolutely and and i think that's part of your strategy right so i when i mentioned what we do is you know research insights we do brand and positioning we do planning so in that planning process we have to look at growth so we say where do you want to be in three years well, if you want to double your business, triple your business, you know, is is the does the market exist for you to do that? Mm. Do adjacent markets contribute to that? Mm. And ultimately, if the answer is no, or you want to get into new, the other option is to acquire a business. Mm. And so that becomes part of the planning process. How do we expand? How do we get into new markets? How do we mm. expand, expand geographically? Is it easier to go? buy a warehouse you know into a new market move inventory do all the stuff we need to do build awareness or can i just go buy somebody that's already in that market mm. right and then over time make the change so they're under our umbrella and things like that so uh, acquisition is is i think is a, is a really good strategy oh, cool so so what do you think uh, other pillars to build an effective growth strategy for any company well, it, it, you know, it's I, I use the term keeping your finger on the pulse of the market. You, you have to be aware, right? The health, the health of your brand, the health of the market in, in looking at not only the externally in the kind of from a mm. customer and competition standpoint, but you also have to look at the dynamics, yeah. our interest rates rising. Um, is there something going on from a from a, you know, a, a trade or governmental, you know, that can influence your brand, influence your sales. And mm -hmm. so those are all different aspects that you have to pay attention to as you're looking for how you grow your business. And, you know, anytime you add a body, that's that's an expense, right? If you got a new sales team that you're adding, that's adding an expense and you, there's expectations in sales. But you just can't say, which I've seen before, oh, by the way, here's a brochure about our business on Monday and on Wednesday, get out and start selling. 
well, that person's not prepared, right? So there's onboarding and there's training. But there's a lot of due diligence and foundational work that needs to be done in order to help you achieve. And you have to have a plan to make that happen. Mm. When's the right time to bring somebody in? Where are they going to target? Are they going to become an, uh, focused on a particular vertical market? Or are they going to be, you know, in a horizontal standpoint, so trying to sell to anybody? Again, part, part of that is based on the product and service, you know, and, and ultimately, how do you grow knowing that that the market won't sustain your growth or, or allow you to grow, right? If, if you're at a 40% market share in a, in a particular vertical and you want to get to 60 and there's, you know, 15 competitors, you mm-hmm. might not be able to steal that share. You may have to acquire a competitor, right? Because there's so there's a saturation point where you just... Yeah you know, can't get any more. Exactly. And so that, so that kind of starts to limit your growth and yeah. maybe it's new products or maybe it's something else that you add into that market. Or again, like I said, going into adjacent markets or looking at brand new markets with brand new products uh, that, to allow you to grow your business. And in a lot of those cases, you can do that through acquisition. Yeah, cool. So you mentioned the, the marketing departments in companies and the sales departments and maybe some conflicts here and there. So uh, you working with uh, with companies and stuff like that. How do you see the marketing teams, for example, uh, be, are they being tactical or strategic about their marketing efforts? Yeah, typically um, when I'm brought in, it's because if they have a marketing department, they are very tactical. Mm. that they don't think strategic. They're great at getting a brochure out the door, maybe doing a website, but the messaging on the website might be wrong, mm. right? So a lot of times I'm brought in to help work with the, the C-suite and shaping the, the overall uh, business plan and where they want to go. And then as we start to define messaging and you know elements we can use in the marketing, and then those get filtered down to the marketing people. Mm. And then part of our, like I said earlier, we come, we go from marketing architects to general contractors and we either work with internal teams, our teams or other external teams to make sure that the plan is being executed. So we stay on plan, on brand, on budget and on time. And so those tactical folks become important to make sure they understand. Like I go back to the Christmas client. There were seven people in the marketing department, okay, but no, no strategic marketers, just tactical marketers. Mm. They can do a great brochure, but that's yeah. it. they, they want to do, uh, I don't know, maybe a quick solution or what they think might be a quick solution. Like you mentioned, let's do a brochure and distribute it uh, through this neighborhood or that neighborhood and stuff like that. And maybe we'll get the word out more about our business, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're doing any kind of, you know, direct marketing kind of thing, I mean, you, you can understand if you're going to households. You know, you can define those demographics. What you don't get out of the demographic buy and, you know, who those, you know, uh, married, single, age, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the, the psychographics and that's that kind of behavior. What's going to motivate me? So in the case of when I worked in the restaurant industry and, and worked with some of the Mexican food and hamburger chains, you know, we would target households, because, but with kids, kids yeah. at a certain age, because we knew that we were going to give a coupon made a family value we're trying to drive them for lunch or for dinner whatever it happens to be and we would watch all that could i motivate somebody to come for a family at lunch usually no it was more about lunch time for business people but at dinner time we were trying to get the 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 husband or the the wife on their way home from work 
swing by, buy a family meal to take home for that evening, right? So understanding those motivations and behaviors become more as important as, you know, the profile of the person demographically. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I want to answer your question about sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. I mean, historically, this is a this is a conversation that's had all the time, right? Sales and marketing don't get along; they fight, and and that has been very true. I'm I'm very fortunate. I have a strategic partner, a sales partner, and we're we we understand our roles. We understand how we work together. We he understands, and I understand where kind of sales takes off and where marketing is, and vice versa. So we work very symbiotically together to understand how do we define the market. The awareness, building the awareness and the interest in the product, we get down to now somebody's considering, you know, taking that next step or even wants a trial. At that point in time, it's going off to sales. But the sales now are working with the same messaging, the same materials. And so there's that consistency of brand. And, and that is important. If you and I work for the same company and we go out into the market and start talking about the brand and I say something completely different from you, we just confuse the market. <laughs> right. But if we're saying the same thing, which it should be, and everybody in the company is saying the same thing, it becomes important. And internal marketing is is very important to me and I think should be to companies, because if you have one employee, two employees, 100 employees, you know, every night they walk out the door and in theory, they're your brand ambassadors. But if they don't understand the messaging and they don't understand the positioning and they don't understand that there's campaigns out there. And somebody asked them, you know, they can't deliver the message. I just did this with a, a new customer and I interviewed his uh, leadership team. And one of the questions I said, if you were in an elevator and you realized that the person standing next to you was a potential prospect and you strike up a conversation and they, and they say to you, tell me about your company, what would you say? I talked to six people and I got six different answers. Six Different people from the same company, company they are six, all different six. answers. Correct. So they didn't have like a concept about the company as a whole. Yes. And so what I realized, and you know, what I'm doing, part of my alignment is I need to make sure we, we define what that story is and that message for that short, you know, elevator pitch, and that everybody in the company has it. Mm. And at, you know, at that point in time, you can do handoffs and stuff, but Everybody should be saying the same thing. And the other thing I, I see it a lot in companies, if you walk around and you ask somebody, you know, who they work for, and what they do, they tend to say, you know, I'm an accountant or I'm a, in manufacturing, but they never actually talk about the company or, or have that foundational message about why, because you don't know who you're talking to. You don't, you never know. I, I you know, I always, I jokingly say this, but it is true that everybody you speak to is a potential customer. It could be, yeah. It could yeah. be, yeah. If, if, if not them directly, maybe they know someone who knows someone that might be interested in the business or the company too. So let me ask you here, Tom, the marketing teams, the internal marketing teams, for example, what is the general ROI expected from any marketing team? Is it just to get the word out there about the company or do they have like some other functions that they have to do? What, what sure. exactly? Yeah, that, that is a question I get asked all the time. What's my <laughs> ROI or, or that, the other one I get is, can you yeah. guarantee me? Yeah. And the answer is no, I can't guarantee because number one, I don't control everything. 
Mm. Right. I, I jokingly said to a prospect the other day, who's the CEO of a company, and he asked me that question, how can you guarantee? And I said, look, I, I just don't control the, the chain. I don't control the salespeople. I don't control the manufacturing people. And the only way I can guarantee everything I'm saying will happen is if you make me the CEO. <laughs> and, he, and he laughed just like you did. Um, but, but he understood it. He yeah. understood it, right? And, and so, so what I typically will do, and I recommend that if someone is, is define, de- developing and defining a program, is to do some secondary research, look for industry studies that talk about benchmarks. Mm. And so you can find something, for example, let's say pick on SaaS software. There's data out there that says someone marketing a SaaS software product should typically get this kind of return in their email campaigns. It should typically get this kind of website traffic, should typically get these kinds of clicks in it for these kinds of prices. And you can use that kind of as a standard benchmark. And then once you start, you can start to look, you know, did you meet the standards in the industry? Did you exceed them? Are you under underdoing those? And that and that's how I always start, because especially in startups, you know, they have no history. But yeah. if the company has some kind of history and they say, you know, talking to company a couple of weeks ago, they said, you know, we've, we've run Google ads and, and we've got nothing. Nobody's clicking. Nobody's doing anything. Which makes me think, well, number one, your ads are probably wrong or your buy is horrible, right? Which is it? Is it the chicken or the egg? We don't know. And so you have to look at that and say, okay, is it, let's look at your buy. Were you doing the right targeting? Now, and if that starts to appear to be good, then you got to start looking at the message. Then you have to understand that the message, if they didn't do their due diligence to understand their customer and their motivations, then their ads are probably wrong, right? And then if their ads are even decent or even good, where did, where did the click take them? Did it take them to a landing page with more information? Did it take them to a website that now I'm on your website with you know 15 different navigations and I'm off looking at other things? No, that, that hap- I, I actually see that a lot sometimes. If there is like a ton of things to do on the same page, the customer won't do anything and just closes the browser and walks out. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and and so you know there's certain steps and and logic to nurturing somebody along you know their journey, making sure that their content that they're looking for at the time, right? If I don't know you, your company, what well, I you got to educate me, but it's awareness, right? Yeah, mm. but if I come back because now I've got some kind of interest, um. Now I have to deliver a little bit more information to mm. kind of move you down the funnel to consideration and then ultimately to trial. And I, I always suggest don't make your funnels, you know, 15 layers deep, right? It, it's too hard to manage. Mm. Keep them simple. I like to look at maybe four stages, maybe five max, but it, it's, you know, the, the fewer funnels, the funnel layers that I have to move somebody down and then understanding the sales cycle, right? If you're, you're you're gonna six months sales cycle, you know I can't I can't set up my communications and you know to hit you very quickly, right? I have to nurture you now, and and I think we might have talked about this before. Sometimes it's you know seven to ten touches before somebody actually makes that decision. Yeah. You got to know that if you don't know your customer, you don't know that. Yeah. And so what are those? How do you plan that out? Those all become very important aspects in that kind of sales and marketing. So is that marketing doing that touching or is that sales? 
Well, at one point in time, it needs to become sales versus marketing. Marketing, yeah. The marketing is basically the messaging between the company and the customer. This is what it is, right? Uh, yep. The sales is what, what doing sales, doing sales, like selling people and providing the service for them. Yeah. Right, so right. you you mentioned like funnels and stuff like that. So so you work with companies through their funnels like from the beginning till the end uh, through email marketing and stuff like that this is also co- you, something that you do yeah as part of that kind of once we have the plan those are those are usually laid out in the plan and then based on budgets we figure out you know mm. what the client can afford it could be videos it could be you know lots of different things and so will help manage those or or run those depending on whether they have marketing people or not or or other partners uh, sometimes we our partners they're the partners we're working with are other agencies and again i don't consider myself an agency but really a marketing probably more marketing consulting which i don't like the, that word either but but we're not an we're not a we're not an agency i used mm. to have an agency and i didn't want to do that i but because mm. to me it's more about that understanding in the marketplace and the customers and the rest follows where other people you know they call you up and say hey i'm a marketing specialist and i'll build your website for you i yeah. never say that uh, and i'm not interested in that i will as part of my plan that people who call me that just want a social media campaign or uh, um, a website i send them to somebody else Mm. so you we mentioned like the market is changing fast and with the internet there nowadays with google ads and facebook ads and a lot of ads pinterest ads and snapchat ads a lot of a lot of platforms right so yeah. the, the market is changing uh, fast and perhaps becoming more com- it is becoming more competitive and you need to understand it more and to pivot so how can you create and new revenue opportunities for the companies that you are working with? Well, again, that gets back to understanding, you know, the customer, right? Who are we trying to sell? What, what are we selling? Mm. Is it a, is it a, you know, a commodity or, a, you know, an ice cream cone? You know, how do I get you to come and eat ice cream every day? I'm probably not. So I can, but if I know I can get you there three times a month, bring your family, sell you a cake once a month right so you know we're looking at how do we do that if you're providing you're selling a machine or some kind or even a SaaS product you know you're on a subscription model so now you're saying here's one seat here's four seats here's you know 10 or less seats you're looking at how do you expand that how do you get them to move and SaaS is great at it right you got your entry product your subscription you got your you know most uh, uh most relevant or however they title it and then you know of course your enterprise and you're you know you're trying to move them along to show more and more value you're not giving them enough sometimes in in the most recommended because they need to get the branded ads off or they need something in the other one and so you're forced to to upgrade i was looking at uh, zoom for example yeah and i wanted to add uh a device that transcribes our conversation while we're talking mm. and in order to do it through zoom and zoom's offering i had to upgrade my subscription to 10 seats mm. and i was like yeah. well, that's ridiculous like i can go outside and get a third party for for 20 a month and 
Yeah. If I did it through Zoom, I got to pay like $150. Uh, I, I, actually, speaking of that, I don't know if that works. There is a website called thegrain.co, grain.co. Okay. Uh, they, of course, have on the free plan limitations, but you can check that out. Maybe it would be beneficial for you because you can, or you can integrate with Zoom and it will record the video at the same time. Or you can upload the video that you already have, and it it will give you the video and the transcript of uh, the video. And I personally use it to now to have highlights of the video and publish them on Instagram and uh, Twitter and stuff like that. So yeah. Nice. How do you spell that? <laughs> G R A I N G R A I N Grain dot co. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I use um. For audio and audio transcriptions, I use Otter. Oh yeah, it's cool. So, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. But but yeah, there was another one I just saw today. Um, well, I had all these apps on my phone, and I was trying to figure out what they are. <laughs> and so this one actually was allowed me to bring in the podcast and 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 transcribe it and use it for for clips. So mm -hmm. oh, this one sounds pretty good. I'll check that yeah, out. Thank yeah. you. There's so, so many tools, right? Yeah, so yeah. Tools there. <laughs> there is a lot of tools. So what would you think one takeaway from this episode? I, I think if I if anybody takes anything away from what I said today, it's know your customer. Mm. It, it it is so important because it becomes that foundation of everything. And 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 the customer, you know, it's the market, it's the competition. It's understanding kind of those three pieces because that shapes everything else. If I know who you are, what you're about, what your motivations and and how I can change your behaviors, if I know how the competition is communicating to you and how they're talking to potential customers, and I understand the dynamics of the overall market and the external factors that may influence it, that helps shape that strategy to how I'm going to message, how I'm going to position myself. Am I, again, back to a challenger, am I a leader, am I a luxury brand? You know, wherever I'm going to fit, then that's going to drive ultimately how you grow your business. And that includes whether it's, we talked about before, existing customers and more products, the existing customers, customers, new products, expansion, acquisition. And that's going to lay that strategy. And then ultimately, how do I move products? And that gets into your tactical side, whether you're e if you're e-commerce, are you going to drive people to your website to, to buy? Are you going to build that awareness? Lots of different ways to do it. And, you know, a lot of them cost money. So, you know, what are the most effective and how do you judge that? So you're going to judge that by maybe setting some foundation, looking at your data and setting those benchmarks that you can start to judge against. Are you moving the needle in the right direction? So, mm. but, but at the core of all that, it's that broad, know your customer. Yeah, definitely. So where can people get in touch with you, Angelo? Sure. Um, well, uh, Angelo Ponzi on LinkedIn is is always the best. And, and I, I typically will connect with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, my website is theponzigroup.com. So there is a the in there. I'm actually rebranding and I'm going to be launching, changing the name of the company coming up pretty soon. But I'm going to do redirect. So that'll be mm -hmm. that'll be good. And then on my website, I have my podcast or my podcast can be found at the businessgrowthcafe.com or actually on any podcast platform anybody's going to listen to, they can, they can find the show and 
and I and I hope people do. And, and looking forward to uh, to listening to more of your shows and helping promote your show. I love promoting, cross promoting. So <laughs> uh, this is great. And and um, so yeah, it's been a, I've really enjoyed the conversation. Awesome. Thank you for being today here with me now on the Success Secret Podcast, Angela. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day or evening, I think probably for you, right? <laughs> evening, yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.